Do you remember where we left off for 1978? Uh, like, do you remember what PK's championship position was? Yeah, he was like ninth or some shit. He sucked. No, he was worse than that, I think. 11th? No, like Maybe? way down. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Well, this year's not as bad, but it's still pretty bad. All I remember um, is him being fucking terrible. Well, this year's not going to really be that different. Okay. Because he retired a lot. Okay. Before we get into the actual season, there mm-hmm. are a lot of driver changes that affected pretty much like the grid. So John Watson, who was the uh, the dude from Ireland that I talked about last last time we did this, I hope he talked like Shrek. <clears throat> yes, probably. Uh, he was actually with Brabham in 1978. He kind of got kicked out when PK joined, oh. so he ended up moving to McLaren and he partnered I feel Patrick like Tambay. Probably bitter. A little bit. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be. John Watson is one of those guys that like he drove some of the best races when he was under pressure. So like. In qualifying, he'd be, like, dead last, but he'd oh. come to finish the race. He did that a couple of times. He'd come from, like, the second or last row of the grid and just completely decimate. Um, so, yeah, he partnered Patrick Tombay. Andretti stayed at Lotus. He was partnered by Roydman. Lotus actually changed their livery, so... Their um, what? Their, like, color scheme. Okay. So, before then, they had this very iconic, like, black and gold. Ooh. Like, that was what the Lotus was, right? So... When people... Like, wait, here, let me show you a picture. When like people... Guinness? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, here, let me show you a picture of the Lotus. It was that. Okay. Right, like so very, black and like, gold. Sleek yeah, they called it simple. the John Player Special because that was originally the title sponsor. It ended up changing to like Olympus or something for, I think, 1978. Okay. Olympus is a camera manufacturer, but when people thought Lotus, they thought this. Okay. They didn't think. I'm going to show you what they oh, changed God. it to. They changed it to. What is that? That. That's bad. That's not good. No. However, Martini did become this massive title sponsor. They had a lot of success in the 90s with Williams. Well, like, good for them, but that's, like, not quite black, and there's no gold on there's it. There's a lot of green, and it's, it's pretty gross. They, they So, basically, what happened was their old title sponsor, uh, Olympus, fucked off, and they, took, they got taken over by Essex, pretty much, and Martini. And so, yeah, that was pretty notable. James Hunt, who was a 1976 world champion, moved to, uh, from McLaren to Wolf Racing. Now, Wolf Racing was another, like, independent car place, and they had a couple of wins, I think, with Jody Schechter, who Mm -hmm. was going to be super important later on. Nelson Piquet stayed with Lauda, and Brabham got a new paint job. Yeah, so this is what they were before, right? A really beautiful, like, red livery. They changed to this. Oh, no. That was, like, that was what they changed it to. I think that's, I think the new BT49 was all prettier than the BT48, like the old I, one? I see, I don't know, because the BT48 had, like, you can see it, it's obvious, and then the BT49... It's kind of just like a white and black wedge. It's a white wedge. car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's not bad. I mean, it's boring, but the thing that I it's, don't, I never really liked from the Brabham's, like the red ones, was the 45 was really pretty, but I never really liked the front, like, wing, and then, um... I just, I always loved, like, the no-nose. The reason they didn't, they had very, very small noses was because of a ground effect, so I thought that was super cool. I mean, um, the design of the car is cool, yeah. but I just don't like that the color is You, you so don't like different. the color? All right. So the first race is Argentina. Okay. Andretti, remember, he's champion, he's last year's champion, right? So this is, he has to start right, off strong. he shouldn't have been last year's champion. No. It should have been the Yeah, other it should have been Ronnie Peterson. Okay, great. But... The Ligia cars actually did all, a lot better. There's, uh, they're a French team. They were like the other French team. It was Renault, and then it was Ligia. And PK qualified 20th, Lada 24th. Uh, Still just hearing. Yeah, no, it was really, really bad. Okay. Uh, John Watson actually hit Jody Schechter in the second quarter. There was a massive pileup. Schechter, Watson, Tombe, Andretti, and PK were all taken out. Jacques Lafitte won his second race. It was his first since 1977. Okay. The last race, actually, that the BT-46 was raced in, and it was replaced with the BT-48. It had a 12-cylinder engine instead of a flat 12. Don't those have, like, they use more gas or something? Um, It's more just space, to be quite honest. Oh. Like, a flat 12 is a little, like, flatter on top, so you can package it a little tighter in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ladder qualified with the BT-46. He qualified in the old car, but he raced in the new car. Which is kind of weird, because they let you do that back in the day. Okay. Um, the flat 12... Oh, excuse me. PK didn't get the new car until the next race. So um, he was just in the shit hole. And, but, remember, PK qualified four places ahead. 
but his teammate. that's still only 28. Yeah. I'm just... So the difference between the flat 12 and the V12 was, from what I could gather, it has 12 pistons on each side of the crankshaft, and the shaft runs through the center of the engine. Uh, the crankshaft turns pretty much the pistons into energy, mm-hmm. into, like, rotational energy. Right. And then that's what, like, you know, gives power to the wheels and shit. Oh, okay. Like, to the axles, I think. Okay. Um, Anywho, the BT-47 was actually banned by uh, the FIA because Gordon Murray, who What's I have... the FIA? The um, Federación Internacionale, the International Federation for, like, Automobile Racing, pretty Thanks. much. Um, they banned, so it was weird. So, you know, we went from BT-46 to BT-48. Gordon Murray designed the BT-47. It was ready to go. Oh, the no. FIA was like, nah, nigga. Oh. And the reason why, actually, is because... So Gordon Murray, who I have as designer daddy, stole the box style design. <laughs> designer daddy. Yeah, and uh, so this car, the uh, Chaparral Two J, was actually using a fan way, 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 oh, way back. Oh, that's the first picture. This is the fan car. So he copied that box style. I don't style. like that. He copied the box style rear, basically, babe. The the way it was designed that way, so the air would flow as smoothly as possible. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it has um, two massive fans at the back. Basically, yeah, that just doesn't seem safe. It sucks air from the bottom of the car and sucks it back out. Oh. So there's a problem with that. And if this is going to be something really important in 1979, if okay. the racetracks are not smooth, um, the cars will not be able to perform the way they should because right. the side skirts weren't like completely rigid mm-hmm. so they would bounce up and down and it would upset the cars and that was very dangerous but mm-hmm. they took that design of the 2j and they were like no <clears throat> just no yeah gordon murray took that design and the you know they were like no no oh. it was pretty the 48 but it wasn't really good i called it a bruiser but oh anyway for the second race in brazil we're going to interlagos again uh pk qualifies 22nd and loud is 12th I gotta say, yeah, PK just doesn't not, seem not, like a good racer. Out. The reason I am focusing a lot more on, like, I'm talking a lot more about different drivers now, like adding different drivers in, is because PK spent so much time at the back of the grid with his. Because PK first couple, sucked for so long. No, his cars were really bad. Babe, we're okay. gonna. I'm gonna give you a couple of statistics at the end of this. Well, I'm the, just saying that these other people have <clears> the same cars and they're doing just fine. Uh, actually, Lauda had the new car. Okay. Yeah. And so Mario Andretti was fourth, so he wasn't a total loss, which was good. Mm. But both retired on lap five. PK had an accident and Lauda's gearbox gave up. Mario Andretti also retired with a fuel leak. Um, there were two do not qualifies, actually, Arturo Metzario and Hector Rubake. Now, Hector Rubake is going to be super important later on, too. How do you do not qualify? How do uh, you do you're not too slow. They're, you're too slow, pretty much. So... Even before the race started, they just couldn't cut it. Yeah, so okay. if you went to practice and they found that you were the slowest of the slow cars, like if you were like the last four or five positions or whatever, they allowed a certain amount of entrance. So if they, let's say the track had a tra- uh, grid limit of like 24, if there were 28 entrants and four cars would have to pre-qualify, right, for like the last spot, and whoever was fastest of the slow cars got in, usually they'd be like eight laps out or something. Yes. <laughs> but that's what it was. Um, moving on to the third race, it's in South Africa, the Simba Grand Prix in Kailami. PK qualified 12th, but finished the race 7th, and Lada brought home a point in 6th place, and both cars were lapped down, which again was super common back in the day. This is when cars would finish like 55 seconds in front of like 2nd place. I'm just proud that PK actually did something. Yeah, I mean, he didn't score any points, that's the thing. Yeah, but he at least finished, and I think that says something. Yeah, so next up is the United States... Grand Prix at Long Beach no, again. Like uh, Florida. No, it's Long Beach. That's... California. Oh, I was thinking... It's okay. Oh, Lado was Long out. Beach. Yeah. That's a different place. Lado was out on lap one because of an accident. Uh, Yikes. Nelson Piquet finished eighth, but qualified 14th, so he moved up a couple of places. So he's starting he's to do better. Very, very slowly. Once he got very the new car, slowly. once he got the 48, everything was a little better for him. Okay. So you could see that Bravin was moving up the grid, which is pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll remove the rev limiter in qualifying to give him like 200 more RPM in qualifying and he took pole literally by 0.06 of a second. Aren't you not supposed to do that? No, you can. Can you? The, the rev limiter is more just for like mechanical like security. So back in the day, drivers would have um, a car for qualifying or like an engine for qualifying, right? Mm-hmm. And they would um, set the car up however they wanted. Right. 
uh, for qualifying to get the fastest time, and then after qualifying, they'd redo everything they did and put on the race setup because qualifying is get as much performance as you right, can as quickly right, as possible, right. but it's for the different. race, it's like, make it home. Okay. Um, this is actually going to bite Nelson PK in the ass next year. It's super funny. Oh. Um, so, PK had two retirements, 7th uh, and 8th place, which isn't really bad because the guy was only 26. He, he was 26, and he was still not doing too well. Okay. Just don't. It, Ferrari took back the championship from uh, Gilles Villeneuve. Oh, wait, excuse me. Uh, they took the championship championship lead for drivers and constructors with Jody Schechter and, uh, you know, Gilles. And Gilles won and Jody finished second. Alan Jones and William completed the podium, and I think this was, like, the first podium for Williams or something like that in their entire career. Hmm. Um, so the championship to date is Ferrari has a lead. Uh, they're 33 points. They're followed by Ligier with 29, Lotus in third with 20, and the drivers is Gilles 20, Jacques Lafitte, 18, Jody Schechter, 13, and Carlos Reutemann, 12th, which is pretty tight. It's, like, less than a race win. Okay. So, like, a race win was worth nine points. So, if, oh, all wow. of, if like, okay. like Reutemann and who was in 12th, like, won a won race, a race and everybody else didn't finish, okay. yeah, he would be ahead of everyone. That's, like, this is how tight they were back in the day, but because retirements are so common, that could swing, okay. like, the championship. And it ended up swinging championships later on. Okay. Um, the fifth race is in Spain at Jarama. Uh, Lauda and PK qualify 6th and 7th respectively, which is super good, but they both retire. Mm. Um, <laughs> Lauda had a water leak, and Nelson's fuel injectors, injectors like, fucked off. Oh, like, like I thought my car did. Yeah, Great. but they didn't. No. Next up is Zolder uh, in Belgium. PK qualified 3rd. Good for him. His very first top 3 qualifying wow. of his career. And how long have we been talking about him? Like, uh... What is it, three years? Uh, let's see. Last season was like 15 races plus six, whatever that is. That's going to be 21. Yeah, 21 races, which literally is not bad. Considering, okay. babe, there have been drivers on today's grid who are like 28 and 29 who have mm. never qualified top three. Maybe they should find a different career. I don't, they, we'll, I don't know. We'll get into that later on okay. when we cover okay. modern drivers. Okay. But uh, Nikki Lada would qualify 13th. Mm-hmm. So that already kind of swung the like dynamic in the team because Nicky Loud is super experienced double world champion he's got like 13 wins or something at that yeah, point yeah 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 like, Loud is amazing yeah Loud is great um, he raced with a horrible injury he's doing well yeah uh, Alfa Romeo actually returned as a constructor with Bruno Giacomelli and uh, Giacomelli was 14th but he hit Elio DeAngelis and they both retired on lap 21 Bruno Giacomelli is going to have his moment later on next year and it's going to be super cool is he? It's gonna be it's gonna be really funny. Okay. And by funny I mean interesting. It's gonna be super cool. So next up is Monaco, the the jewel of the crown of Formula One. They say that to make the rich people who live there feel better. I've never about living heard in a shithole. Like the crown jewel said backwards as like the jewel of the crown. Yeah, they call it the jewel of the F one crown. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Good I don't know do you know where do you know what Monaco do you know where it is? Monaco It's like it's the little like principality right at the southernmost of France. Yeah, anyway, so, I don't so basically, know it's like apparently. think of Switzerland, but like coastal. Okay, well, I thought Monaco was in Spain, so. No, you're probably thinking of like Catalonia or something. No, I was thinking of Monaco. I'm not good Rip. at geography. Okay. Geography? Yeah. Basically, what happened? Monaco is like this tax haven. Like it's, but the problem is that like a Coca Cola is like ten dollars. So That's a mood. It's pretty much home of all of the Formula One drivers who drive in Formula One will live there because they buy an apartment for like four or five hundred thousand dollars and they never pay taxes on it. Because everyone there is just rich and they spend money, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's a place for rich people. So it's like the Bay Area. It's the, the Bay, but imagine like if it's, imagine all Europe. of the worst parts of the Bay Area with super heavy traffic, um, incredibly high prices to mm-hmm. live. Rich people, yeah. only rich people live there, by the way. Yeah. And, um, no space. Yeah, you're just describing the Bay yeah, Area. Yeah, literally, when, when you drive a lap of the Monaco like race you're pretty much driving through the entire country okay. it's like four or five miles like it's super tiny so like someday when you make it big we'll live there, we're gonna right? no we're gonna drive not in there. monaco Fuck no. we're that's not gross i'm just i'm just gonna pay taxes like a regular person that's oh, dumb okay. so anyway nikki lada was fourth and pk was 18th um he was over half a second and a half slower mm. than lada oh, PK. pk retired uh 25 cars entered the gp like tried starting practice but because monaco is incredibly tight they limited the grid size to 20 
so five cards didn't make it. That was Elio DeAngelis and Yan Lammers of Shadow. Uh, Patrick Tombe and the McLaren, who was partnering John Watson. He mm-hmm. didn't make it. Derek Daly in the Ensign. And then Gianfranco Bracciatelli in the Mazzario. Oh my god, yeah. that's a name. Yeah, very Italian. These guys, the guys that raced back in the day were incredibly European. <laughs> this is the difference between last spot on the grid, 20th, and the pre-qualifying cutoff was 0.02 of a second. Um, Jean-Pierre Jabouille, who was 20th. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that's his actual last name. <laughs> Jabouille. Jabouille. Okay. Very French, I'm saying. Okay. He was 0.02 seconds ahead of 21st. Okay, so he him. made it like he made it like by the skin of his teeth. It was you super could say cool. He almost got kicked in the Jabouille. Jabouille. Oh. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, but again, pretty straightforward race. Schechter won. Reggett Sony for Williams was second, and Reutemann and was third in a Lotus. There were only six finishers of oh, the Oh, wow, 20. that really, that's yeah. encouraging. Yeah, the last, finish, the last finisher was seven laps down. Oh, my God. Yeah, again, this was super common. But I think you also get to see here, uh, there was, like, the pretty much the emergence of Williams as, like, a racing team. We're going to talk about them later on. Okay, but so Williams is, like, this F1 team, basically. They're very historic. They started off, I think, in pretty much headed by a dude named Frank Williams. It's named after him. I started off, I think, in, like, 1974, but their first year as, like, a constructor by themselves, like, an independent constructor, was, like, 76 or 77 or something like that, okay. or 78. So they were, like... They, they've been around for a while, and right. this this was the year that they started, like, everything that Frank had been working for his entire life was, like, starting to actually start paying off. Right. Frank Williams, yeah, Frank Williams is okay. a very enigmatic character. He, um... <laughs> That can be said about a lot of these people. Yeah, he worked his ass off. He had a relatively rich wife who paid for a lot of stuff because oh, all he did was motor race. That helps. But Frank Williams, when he raced initially, had a, uh, like, when he first started racing, he did, like, uh, like kind of, like, rallying, and he had this reputation of, like, really fighting the car and not really understanding. And, he, like, he was fast for fast's sake, but he wasn't, like, clean. He would crash a lot, pretty right. much. He was fast, but he didn't know what he was doing when Kind he was of. He fast. didn't understand it. He just likes the adrenaline rush, so it's like... Oh, so like me, if I decided to be a race car driver. Yeah, it's not something that, like, you can really sustain a career with. That's okay. the thing. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, next race is France in Dijon. We like the mustard. Yes. Okay. The mustard. I really like Dijon mustard. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's that's really hard. good. Gris bourbon. It's really good on like turkey melts. Mm. Like if you put it under good. the cheese before you like. Oh. But then you get warm mustard. No, because it like when it warms up, like it melts into the mm. cheese, and it has like the great. It's good. Trust me, it's good. Well. Okay. <laughs> Nikki Lauda and Nelson Piquet were fourth and sixth. So and not bad. No, Nelson was fourth. Okay. Lauda was sixth. Very good. Okay. Both retired. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Well, for fuck's sake, I there just want them to. There's a racing driver named Jackie X. He was a Belgian driver. <laughs> Jackie X. Yeah, he Why was. Why do they all have such funny names? Here, let me show you what he looks like. This guy's very beautiful. Is he? He he was. He was a god. Oh wow. Yeah. No, he That's... was beautiful. He's very pretty. Yeah. Like, he's not. He's he borders on too pretty. Yeah, I don't know how to describe because I want them like to get an idea of what he looks like. But he's very he has like a very soft face. Yeah. With like very like dark like sharp hair, features. but like it kind of, but like like with softened. He has some sexy ass cheekbones though. Well, so do I. But yeah. you don't talk about me like that. So yeah. here we are. You're not a racing driver. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe if you okay. went go-karting every now and again. Well, BB. maybe if you would take me. I don't know. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay, anywho, this is going to get cut out. Jackie <laughs> X came back, and he raced with Ligier. So there were two teams who predominantly hired French drivers. It was Renault. Who, I can't imagine why Renault. Yeah, well, the thing, Renault was, at the time, very... French. Yeah. Yeah. They had a French fuel with Elf. They had French Michelin tires. And they had a French name and they had, Renault. And they so. had two French drivers. Um... <laughs> Patrick Depaye, who was Ligier's driver, was hang gliding, and he fucking hurt himself being an idiot. A lot of these racing drivers back in the day would do shit on their spare time to fucking... Well, it was like they were actively trying to not race. <laughs> <laughs> like... Or they but, were just enjoying their lives because they had too much money. Yeah, that's, and that's true. What these dudes do. made like, you know... Ronnie Peterson was making like $4 million a year, and this was in 1978. Wow. Can you imagine that? Like, I was thinking about that, like, even now that's a lot of money. That, uh, and we said you... 1978, and like, I yeah, almost, like... Yeah, it's like $10 million now, and I'm like, bitch... I'm... Like, even the, the least paid drivers make, it's like, 700... It's more than 10 million now. I don't know the inflation rates, but any... Yeah, okay. most likely, yeah. Okay. 
Even the least paid drivers now make like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, okay, and they're at so like the back of the you're grid. You're gonna like start <laughs> racing tomorrow, right? Like just sign with an F one team tomorrow. Anywho, no. okay. Jackie X was notable for a couple of things. He raced on and off the last few seasons. We'll talk about his because he was like super sporadic for the last like uh-huh. five years. Really? He hadn't raced. He raced like four or five races each season, but it was like weird. It was like he'd do two races, he'd retire, or he'd. And then he'd, like, do a couple more. Like, he wouldn't enter one, so he'd have, like, a weird break. Ooh, and so his... was he just, like, a weird, like, racing diva, No, Jackie. Or... No, Jackie X was incredibly successful outside of Formula One. He was one of the drivers that literally made a career during, like, in Formula One. And then afterwards, he was incredibly successful, too. So he had a lot of... Doing what? Um, like, Can-Am racing. Like, a lot of endurance oh, and sports cars. Like, so he, he like, had stuff going on outside of Formula One. He was doing racing, just not Formula One. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, he did Formula One, and he came second in the championship twice. Wow. 1969 uh, to Jackie Stewart, and then 1970 to uh, Jacques and Rint. So, Jackie... Jackie? Jackie. Jackie, Jackie X? X yeah. is who I want PK to be. Oh, he's, he's the guy who comes in and he just dominates and he kills it and he's amazing well, and he he's really pretty. If Jackie X would have dominated, he, he would have won the championship. Okay, but I mean for second. someone who, if he had dedicated himself to continue racing... He didn't want to. He, he didn't like won. it. That's the but thing. that's what I mean. Is yeah. like, if he had liked it and if he had kept going, he would have won. Yeah. But off the bat, he was just good at mm-hmm. it. So he's who I wanted to be. So Jackie X, okay. starting in France, entered okay. eight races. Um, the other two... Uh, he ended up retiring from six of the races he entered this season. Okay. And... The other two races were a sixth place and a fifth place, Both so it wasn't anything. You get points for you right? get points for sixth and fifth, so he okay. got I think four points. I don't remember the points distribution. It was well, one point for sixth, then I think it was like two or three for okay fifth. Um, he scored three points all season, so that means yeah, he scored three points all <laughs> from fifth. Okay. Um, his last full season was in seventy two. So he had really like huh. dedicated himself to stuff outside of motorsport. Yeah, he uh, for raced for Brabham in 1969, which is really interesting because, you know, PK is racing for Brabham now. It's a completely different team. It was, right. It, Brabham in 1979 was no longer owned by Sir Jack Brabham, who mm-hmm. was the world championship who had his own team. It was bought right. by uh, Bernie Ecclestone, um, who's like the. <laughs> really, we talked about him last night. Yeah, I told him like he's the guy who like break your kneecaps. Like, in your like he slept under the trailer. You, no, the Nelson, Nelson, no, 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 Nelson that's Piquet. what I mean. Like, that's Nelson Piquet yeah. slept under yep. his trailer. Yep, 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 yep. I just, it's too early for this. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. It's 8 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, James Hunt actually left uh, Formula 1 in Monaco after he retired. Uh, he was replaced by future world champion K.K. Rosberg. K.K. Rosberg... Is uh, a woman? Is a man. A very pretty man. Great. Rosberg started actually racing in Formula 1 for Wolf. I think he had started a couple of years prior. I want him to have a vagina. No, here, let me show you a picture of K.K. Rosberg. Okay. This man was handsome. Like, I don't care that he's pretty. I just want there to be a female driver at some point. Kind of looks like Dale Earnhardt. No, he does not. <laughs> not even. He's we hot, We have though. different definitions of pretty, babe. He's, he's, like, rugged hot. Okay, like, that's an attractive picture, but... Well, that's because it's like black and white. Gen- yeah. Like, he's very... Just not... What happened to his hair there? Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, come over. And so, so France was super interesting for a, num- for a number of things for French teams. It was the French win. It was the first. Uh, it was the first win for a French team. Okay. Jabouille won for Renault on Michelin tires with Elf fuels, and Elf is a French like fuel, pretty much. Like, so France was doing good. Yeah, and they were powered by French engines, the Renault engines. Oh my god. Uh, the Renault engines at the time were still running turbochargers. They were one of the first teams to pioneer that in Formula One. Okay. And we'll find that a lot of the races this season and next season where the Renaults won were high altitude races where the air was incredibly thin. Mm-hmm. So the naturally aspirated cars that didn't have, say, like a turbocharger or a supercharger, they lacked power because they had to work harder to bring in more air. Right. And so the turbochargers didn't have that problem. They literally okay. just sucked in more air. Yeah. Um, Super interesting, though. Uh, next race is Great Britain at Silverstone. PK's qualified third in the 48. He spins out of the race on lap two, oh. unfortunately. So, Lado was sixth, but he retired, you know, when his brakes failed. So, like, how do you recover from that? Obviously, I mean, you don't recover, but, like, how do you control your very fast car from crashing when your brakes fail? 
It depends on where your brakes fail. Like if oh. obviously, like if it, if it's into the corner, then you just you just crash. You just brace for dear life and pray to God, pretty Great. much. Okay. Um, if right. your brakes fail, usually you'll like what happens is like they'll lock up or something and then you'll like the car will be turned mm. so like the back of it will like swing yeah because that's what happens to a lot of racing drivers um okay anywho so yeah um williams actually had their first win oh, i saw this them. i saw this race when i worked at calistoga ranch and like it was on my lunch break like oh, i was watching I was it on youtube like, it's up on youtube are you? no 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 <laughs> and um like watching it from start to finish is super cool because it's like 45 minutes long. It's narrated by Murray Walker, so it's obviously How did one... you watch a 45 minute long race? You can change the time on the... You can, okay. Yeah, you can change okay. the time on the We're just going to pretend YouTube like videos. you didn't take an extra 15 minutes for your um, Okay. And so, Clay Regazzoni actually won, and he... Pretty dominantly, I should add. He won by 24 seconds um, okay. ahead of second place. Wow. Again, but dominantly, and like this was super common, where you would finish seconds ahead of cars. Like, now you finish maybe like two seconds ahead of a car. Right. Um... This was Clay's fifth win and also his last win. Oh, uh, poor guy. Yeah. So the pull time in the ground effect cars was almost six seconds faster than last year's Silverstone GP. So the last Silverstone GP to be held was in 1977. Okay. Those cars were not running ground effect, so they weren't running the skirts. But the time difference between 1977 at Silverstone and 1979 mm -hmm. at Silverstone was seven seconds. It's mat like qualifying wow. time, like per lap, so they were seven seconds you faster. Can, like you can see that the cars are better. The right? cars were faster. Okay. I wouldn't say better because people would say, "Oh, well, they're not safe, so they're not better." Okay. But they well, were a lot faster. I'm in terms of speed. I would yes, say they were that I better. am your best girlfriend, but maybe not the safest. So yeah. <laughs> I just and to keep this in mind, it was the exact same track, right? Same okay. layout. It was incredibly high speed. Right. So it's like Hockenheim, where seven seconds at Hockenheim yeah, is it's the like difference how between, would, like, first and, like, 25th. Yeah, like, yeah. when you're doing a scientific experiment, like, the track is the... Control. Control. Yeah. Thanks. So, like, let me give you some perspective. The difference between 2014, at the start of the hybrid era, and 2020 qualifying, mm -hmm. it's 10 seconds. Jesus. So, 2014's time was a 135.766 by Nico Rosberg. Okay. And 2020 was a 124.303, and that was set by Lewis Hamilton. Okay. So that's a massive amount Lewis of time. Hamilton. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, again, same generation, like, it was the same layout, the same generation of cars, pretty much. Um, they just had wildly different aero packages. So okay. aerodynamics in Formula One is as important as what you're running under the hood. Well, so. yeah, I mean, that's just, like, with any race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the next race is Hockenheim. Is this a Hitler track or no? No, that's the Nürburgring. Okay. They didn't race at the Nürburgring after 1976 because oh. of Nicky Lauda's crash. Oh, right, because they... Yeah, his yeah. face was fucked. Oh, well. So he's at the lap time of a 148.5. He was 0 0.07 seconds behind third place. But, and like, Nikki, that's good. Yeah, right? which is incredibly... Yeah. That, that's, like, nothing. That's, like... Yeah. You know. And Nicky was seventh. Uh, oh. PK retired on 40, lap 42, but he finished... But Still finished 12th because he had done more than, like, 90% race distance or whatever. Okay. So he was still classified. Right. So he still... He wasn't... He retired, so he was retired, but he was... retired? Yeah. He, like... He didn't... Finished the yeah. race officially, even though he didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Lada also retired. His engine blew up. How many laps are in these races? This is crazy uh, to me. I think Hockenheim was, like, 50. So it was, like, he had okay. already done so much. His car retired. The, you know, the race organizers were, like, oh, okay. fuck it. Um... Williams actually scored their first 1-2 finish. Oh. So, like, uh, you know, they race win and then second place yeah. also. The next race was at Austria at the Österreich Ring. Oster what? Yeah. Österreich Ring. Austria. Not, not too notable. This this race was just, like, another race. We're kind of just covering Nelson Piquet. I'm terrified so, of yeah. all of these scary, like, Piquet was games. seventh. Uh, his engine Thanks. fucking fucked him hard, and he re uh, retired on lap 32. Oh. Lauda also retired with engine problems. Okay, can we? Can someone talk to and Rob on the bathroom? There were, cause... well, they were using Alfa Romeo V12 engines. Okay, remember. then can they someone talk to them? Uh, there were ten finishers problem. out of the 26 entrants. I'm just a, a lot of those were engine problems. A lot of them were mechanical failures. Mechanical failures were very, very common back in the day. Okay. 
the 12th race was Zandvoort at the Dutch GP. PK finished fourth. Yes. And he earned his first points ever in Aww. Formula One, which is a cute little moment. Yeah. Lado retired. It would have been cuter if it was, you know. Lado retired and he had races in, started but... ninth. There were seven finishers of 26 entrants, and there were oh two pre qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Ix scored his last points ever in Formula One. What happened to him? He just didn't. Go. Oh. He's still alive. I was scared. Jody Schechter kept his championship lead, though, even though he fell the last place on the first lap. What? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he went up to, like, he, went, I think, went up to a points finishing position. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's fine. The next race is at Monza. And PK and Lado were 8th and 9th, respectively. Again, super consistent. Yeah. Like, when they were when they went, they went well. Um, they were top 10, which is really good. Okay. PK retired after an accident with Clay Regazzoni. What happened? So, it was the first corner, I think... And there just wasn't enough space for the both of them. So this is like a Peterson issue again. Uh, yeah, but no, because nobody, but nobody died. died. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, also, be the first race, the first lap of um the Italian GP is really scary because you've got like twenty cars going into a space that's maybe like the size of your like room. <laughs> Imagine like two Formula. Two, my three, room sounds small. No, no, but imagine like two, the babe, the Formula One cars are, like a meter and a half wide. Like they're massive. And just Still upset about Peterson. Yeah, no, rest in peace, Ronnie Peterson. Regazzoni actually went on to finish third, so did he, he didn't retire. How? He didn't have critical damage. But he crashed. Uh, PK crashed into him. Okay, but he still was hit. Qualifying was dominated okay. by the turbo Renault cars. Remember, these are fast speed yep, circuits that require yep. a lot of power. Um, Jody Schechter actually won his first and only driver's title, and Ferrari won the constructor's title this year. Uh, okay. It was also Ferrari's 300th race start in Formula One. Oh, yikes. And the last championship Ferrari had, either Constructor... Uh, yeah, the last driver's title they won was actually in 2000. In 2000. So there was an 11-year gap between 1979... <clears throat> excuse me, a 21-year uh, gap between 1979 and 2000, and they won their last driver's yikes. title. It was... Yeah, Schechter was Schechter is another guy that doesn't get the recognition he deserves for what he did. Okay. Um, next up is Canada, oh, your hometown, God, your home race no, I'm in Montreal. Not from Canada, and I'm definitely not from Montreal. Yeah. Um, Don't. Yeah. Let me, like that. let me give you a little bit of insight as to where, like, uh, what's his name, Nicky Lotto was at okay. in terms of like retirement because babe. This, probably wanted a break. You want to know what why he wanted a break? Because he because, melted his face off. No, because he retired from like more than half the races. You want to know I how? You want to know how bad? Do you want to know how bad the reliability on this car was? Nicky Lauda, after practice, not even the race started qualifying, he gets out of the car and he announces that he's retiring from from Formula One. Yeah. Uh, what a drama queen. Oh, yeah, no. Nigel Mansell would do things like that, too, back in, like, the 80s and 90s. Like, m like late, late 80s, like, early 90s. Nigel Mansell also drove for Ferrari, and he was a massive drama queen. I don't like, know. He, he took the record from Sir Sterling Moss of driver with most wins never to win a championship. Oh. Yeah, and when Ma Nigel Mansell actually won that, uh, like, um, what do you call it? Race? When he won that record, oh, when he record. took the record from Sir Sterling Moss, Moss was at the race, and he meets up with Mantle, and he's like, congratulations, man, I fucking hated having that title. Oh. <laughs> Nigel Mantle was like, oh, great. But they were both British, so I mean, it was very like... Oh, they were you know, chummy. Yeah, very. Went down to the pub. Yeah. Um, Brabham actually rolled out the BT-49 for this race forward, yeah, so gone like, was the 48. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. They, they ditched probably fix things. They ditched the V12 engine, though. So they got rid of the V12 engine and decided to replace it with an eight-cylinder engine. Aren't those not as fast or powerful? Uh, here's why they actually downsized. Okay. Ground effect cars only work if your aero package is as small and as tight as possible. Right. You can't really get that with a V12. Right, because it's heavy. Because it's incredible. And not only that, it, it's like very cumbersome in it's terms of like, it's heavy. massive. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, yeah, fuck that. Everyone else is using DFV engines. They're cheap. Might as well. So, uh -huh. yeah. Great. So that's what they did. They went with the DFV. Nicky Lado retires, and he was replaced by a dude named Ricardo Zanuno. And okay. he's a baby boomer. Of course. He's he Argentinian. Is. He finished seventh in the race. Uh, he started 
11 race starts, and he had a very uneventful career. Yeah, I'm going to say I've never heard of him, and you talk about a lot of different drivers. Yeah, there's a reason why, and we're going to get to why he didn't really do much. Because Zunino is made he a up trash his... person? No, no, there are a lot of drivers who are trash people. I know, I I'm going to give you the tea a lot later I on. Noticed. Zunino made his way up the grid from uh, 19th. So he finished seventh, which is super good, right? Good That's twelve places that he made up. Yeah. PK, uh, surprise, surprise, he retires, retired. lap sixty-one from fourth. Let me just give you a little insight to the state <laughs> of the Brabham unreliability of nineteen seventy-nine okay. and seventy-eight. So, <clears throat> of the twenty-three retirements from all three drivers, let me divvy it up between driver. Okay. Nelson PK retired eleven times. Okay. Finished five races. Oh. Nikki Lauda retired from eleven races finished two of them. Right. Ricardo Zunino, one retirement, one finish. Mm. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, uh, that's this is actually from 1979, I should say, so my that's bad. That's a really bad thing. Yeah, this is specifically for 1979. Of the 30 entrants divided between the three drivers, they had a 77% retirement oh, rate. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is just like, like, just pack it home, you know? Yeah, that hurts. Like, just go home. Clay Reggett's only scored his last points in Formula One in, in Canada. Do Which, we like him? No, he's 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 a he's a very I like Clay Rigatoni. You're gonna feel really bad for him next year. Am I? You're gonna feel terrible. Okay. Uh, the next race is at Watkins Glen. That's yes. upstate New York. It's one of the prettiest. Not Florida. No, okay. it's one of the like best tracks to race at. It's is so he... cool. No, no, no. But like Can Am raced there. Formula One raced there Ugh. for the longest time. Everyone's like New York's so pretty, but nobody ever talks about Western Washington. So. Okay, Miss Bitterpants, we're talking about like a racetrack. Okay. Like I don't know any racetracks in Washington. There aren't any. Well then that's it on rains you. Too much. You're dating like racing enthusiasts. Like if you guys have fucking <laughs> racetracks, <laughs> don't at me. Okay. Nelson Piquet uh started second. He was one point three seconds behind the Williams of Alan Jones, and I think this was Jones' first pole position, I'm not totally certain. Okay. Um PK ended up retiring. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Zunino, who started nine, retired. <sighs> Uh, this is actually notable for a number of things. The USGP was notable for the last flat v, uh, the flat 12 engine scored its last win in okay. uh, the Ferrari of Gilles Villeneuve. Shadow scored its first points in Formula One. Shadow okay. is like a very like uh, consistent like backmarker team, if that makes mm. any sense. Um, it was the last race for Jackie X, Arturo Mazzario, Alex Ribeiro, and then uh, Hans Stuck. Why? Uh, they yeah. just didn't race anymore. Okay. Let me give you the state of Andretti's just abysmal title defense. He was champion, right? He was reigning champion. This is going to be a theme. This is the annoying boomer guy, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Who shouldn't have won last year. No. Because it should have been Peterson. Yeah. Okay. And so Andretti retired from nine races. Okay. He didn't win any. Shocking. He got one podium and that was in Spain. Mm -hmm. Two fifth places, two fourth places, and a tenth, for uh, tenth place. I'm not seeing why this guy is considered a great. In the championship, he finished 12th. Okay. PK finished the championship 15th with 13 points. 11 with retirements. 13? Uh, with, excuse me. He finished the, PK finished the championship 15th with three points. I can't okay. speak. So still not and Not very great because okay. he retired from 11 of the 15 races. But the races he did finish. He finished quite strongly. He finished 4th place. 7th, 8th, and a 12th place. That's pretty consistent. That's not that terrible. That does not seem like consistency to me. That's pretty consistent for me. I don't... That's... No, it's, it's fine. 4, 7, this 8, 12. This leads <laughs> us to the 1980 Formula 1 season. This is, is where this shit gets PK great. starts to actually PK's, race? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 14 race season. Oh, you've started clapping. I've started clapping. Your hands are, like, extending yep. in all directions. The first race is in Argentina. Alan Joan takes pole uh, ahead of PK was in fourth. PK finished the race in second. Okay, so PK did really PK well. PK did really well. You're good for PK. There was actually a protest that was headed by the double world champion Emerson Fittipaldi. The track surface began to fall apart pretty much because of the incredibly hot weather. So track surfaces, it began to melt and then the drivers drove past and it was just like the tires that were super high grip and the very like high downforce cars literally just tore the circuit up and there were potholes yeah. and shit everywhere. Uh, Emerson Fittipaldi again won the championship 1972, 1974. He was pretty well respected. Right. He kind of threw his career away, and you'll find out why later on. Why? Because like, we'll, we'll cover him later on. He okay. went to his brother started a team, and the team was absolute dog shit. Mm -hmm. But he was like, 
he wanted to be patriotic because it was you know like all brazilian sponsorship oh, and i was like Dog. yeah it was stupid <clears throat> but yeah um the race almost didn't go through they repaired the track service and stuff okay um jody Schechter, again last year's world champion yep retired he started 12th he started 11th and oh, ferrari God. was still running the v12 engine which so they're behind they're like very they behind be running they, the v12 and <clears throat> at the end of this we're going to talk about how ferrari is the type of team to uh win and then just keep doing what they're doing instead of trying to innovate formula yeah. one is all about innovation it's yeah. literally not about like doing what you've already done you know you have to be better yeah 100 percent Ricardo Zunino finished 7th, and he started 16th, which isn't bad at all for somebody who, uh, you know, isn't very good. Okay. <clears throat> the next race is at Interlagos in Brazil. The track was actually switched, so it was actually supposed to be Jacarepagua. It's a Brazilian racetrack in Sao Paulo. I don't know how to really pronounce it either, so if you're Brazilian and you're listening, I'm sorry for butchering I, Portuguese. Uh, uh, Anywho, what happened with... Uh, Hakara Pago was that the track it sits on swampland, right? Oh, and, that's safe. And what happened was it sinks yeah, it every sinks. year. That's what swampland does. <laughs> I, I live in the Bay Area. I know this. We just get lower. And so, so uh, Hakara Pago was due for our track renovations were due um, in 1981 in Interlagos. They were fixing a lot of the Armco. <laughs> they um, were putting up a bunch of safety barriers. They were okay. lengthening track, like, runoff areas. They were doing a bunch of stuff to make Interlagos a lot safer. Okay. That stuff wasn't supposed to be ready until 1981. Oh. Pago was in such shitty, like, disarray, basically, that they were like, well, we have to choose, like, the lesser of two evils. So they chose Interlagos. Why don't they just choose a different location? I'm sure there is we're some, We're going to talk about something some called... race politics and stuff that goes into this there's, that prevents them from doing oh, that. Oh, it's sexy. But... We're going to talk about something called the FISA Focal War later on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great. It's basically like the sports governing body versus a bunch of British people. Oh god. And it's great. Fucking Phenomenal. British people. So Interlagos was super bumpy, right? The side skirts, remember what I told you it was bum, like bum, the bum, uh, bum, bum. Yeah, the track was very bumpy. Um But you want it so, to be smooth. You want it to be as smooth as possible okay. and because um do you remember what I told you, like the blackout curtains, like the bottom of the blackout yes, curtain? Yes, I remember. Imagine that being flimsy. Right, it helps you like stick to the ground, but you can't really stick to the ground if you can't get a seal. Yeah, right? you need it to be. Um, like you need it to be as stiff as possible. Yes. Yeah. I, no, you want there to be like uh, like max like as much rigidity in like the side skirt as possible. Yeah, that oh. way it can like yeah floop on, on the, the ground. ground. Yes, sorry, <clears throat> and so it was a lot of the cars were unpredictable, pretty much. Mm. Um, PK was ninth. Zunino was 18th in qualifying. PK retires on lap 9 with a res- suspension problems. Well, I imagine I a would... lot of people had suspension problems on <clears> the <throat> track if it was so bumpy. Zunino finished 8th. Not so bad. N- not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> this brings us to South Africa. Oh my god, it's South... literally the next race. <laughs> South Africa brings us to something called the FISA Focal War. Okay. So FISA is something super Italian that I'm not even going to begin to like try and pronounce. <laughs> uh, this is an English... Okay. Um, like, English translation. Yeah, this is trans- a translation. It <laughs> stands for the International Federation of Sports Cars, basically. This was headed by Ferrari, Renault, and Alfa Romeo. Okay. And Jean-Marie Balestri, who was the... FIA, the sports governing body's president, right? These teams and Jean-Marie thought that the ground effect cars were too fast and too dangerous. The whole point of Formula One is to go fast and to be dangerous. So this is where it gets really interesting because Ferrari is still running the V12 engine. Alfa Romeo is running a V12 engine. Renault is not. They're running turbos. So, okay, let me get this straight. They're running... So two-thirds of this FISA thinks that all the other cars are going too fast mm-hmm. when really they could be going the same speed if they would just change their engine. So FOCA, which okay. is the Formula One Constructors Association, this was headed by garages to teams like uh, like Lotus, um, Williams, Wolf, uh, okay. McLaren. These guys were of the opinion that the ground effect cars helped the um, teams that had less funding basically mm-hmm. equal the playing field because yeah. Ferrari was the team to beat mm-hmm. and Ferrari now aren't the team to beat. Right, because they never kept innovating. Yeah, and so you see this kind of interesting, um, well, is Ferrari really doing it because they think the cars are too fast or because they're losing? Right. This is going to come up a lot. It was a massive power shift. This was a huge struggle. It's going to take like 45 minutes to cover, and we're not covering it today. Okay. No, not today. Okay. It's super interesting, though. I got... 
Okay. I got you. Okay. <clears throat> Renault dominated the weekend again. Surprise, surprise. Kailami is super high up in, you know, it's got a really high altitude, so the turbos do really well. They were 1 2 in qualifying. PK was third, and he was 1.9 seconds behind second place. So that's not at this. He was point running a naturally racing, aspirated that's engine. That's not. That's not a uncommon. Far no. Ways. Okay. Now two seconds now will cover first lot. place from like twelfth. Yeah, yeah, but in but back this in the day time, it was very common. It, two yeah. seconds was a fairly average like to yeah. be behind someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was super normal to be yeah, especially here where okay. the Renaults are as powerful as they are because right. they are producing the same amount of power at a higher altitude. Right. Whereas the DFB. The v- they're just using engine yeah yeah well i mean so the brabham's are still using the v8 engine but they're not aspirated so they don't right. have a so turbo that's what or I supercharger mean. it's like they're using they have not only are they using the same engine mm-hmm. but they have extra yes. things to go onto that engine. yeah okay okay uh pk finished fourth okay so uh renee bad. arnoux took the championship lead actually with the win with uh driving for renault PK was third in the championship with nine points. That's not bad. Which leads us into the Long Beach GP again. No, Palm Beach. No, it's not Palm Beach. This is the fourth race okay. of the championship. PK scored his first pole position of his entire career. Okay. Yeah, he was a second ahead of second place. Good for him. Which is great. And he got the race win. Aww. So this is uh, Nelson PK's first race win. He collided with Derek Daly after the pits on Saturday, Sunday morning. He almost didn't make the race. Oh, That's God. How, but the Bravo mechanics this were like, it's fine. Stop hitting people. <laughs> I think Derek Daly probably hit him. Now. Okay. But like, like... Ricardo Zunino retired on lap one after colliding with Mario Andretti, oh, Jochen Mass, like... and Jean-Pierre Gerrier. Let me just... You're going to... This is... Andretti, and, and Zunino okay. qualified 18th. This is where Clay Reggett's Sony's story pretty much comes to an end. Mm, what? He's... Does he die? Mm. No. Clay Regazzoni had his career ended. His brakes... So, Ricardo Zunino retired on lap one, right? Okay. And they, the, the track marshals left his car there mm-hmm. at the end of the... like They just like left it in the runoff, Why? right? Because they didn't want to really move so they it. Were lazy. We can just they didn't have the, lazy. They didn't have the measures back in the day that they do now. Um, <clears throat> this wasn't like in Monza of last year where like the guy just... Or two years ago in 78 where the guy like didn't do his job. Okay. Like, it wasn't people's job to move the cars. They didn't think it was... A safety issue. Oh, Clay okay. Ricketsoni's brakes failed at 180 miles an hour. No. And he this hit... is like what I was talking about before <laughs> where I asked you what happened to the brakes failed. So what happened was because he was going so fast and Zunino's car was just there, it was parked. This was lap 50, babe. This was like at the end of the race. I'm he, cry. He hit, he, he hit Zunino's car oh. and uh, Clay Ricketsoni ended up hitting a concrete wall. No. He survived. Okay, good. But he was paralyzed from the waist down no. at the age of 40. Oh my god. Yeah. And Clay Rigatoni tried suing the race organizers. Yeah, of course, because he wouldn't have been paralyzed if that freaking car hadn't been there. How? Oh my god. Emerson Fittipaldi for, fucking scored his first podium since 1975. Okay, good for he him. He only scored like two podiums after 1975, well, so I don't this was one of them. Fittipaldi. Jody Schechter, 1979 world champion, scored two points. Okay. This is gonna be really sad later on. Why? Why is it going to be Because he only scored two points the entire season. Well, and then does as he, champion. Die? he dies or something? No, right? no, he's still alive. He's okay. a fucking cheese farmer or some shit. Like, he makes cheese in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, race five is Belgium in uh, at Zolder. PK okay. was down in 17th. No. Zunino was 22nd. Alan Jones took pole ahead of Didier Peroni, who was in second. Okay. And in the race, it was actually swapped. So DDA Peroni won the race, and Alan Jones came in second. Huh. Uh, PK spun out. This was the first of two race starts for a dude named Tiff Nadell. He's the host of something called Fifth Gear. It's like a British motor show. And he was a Formula One driver. He raced twice. He entered this race, and then Monaco. Um, he was driving an Ensign. He ended up retiring because his engine blew out. Oh, God. <laughs> Which brings us to Monaco. Um, Nelson Piquet was sixth, or excuse me, Nelson Piquet was fourth, okay. and he finished third in the race. Okay, so he's doing really well. Yeah. Um, okay. Again, only 20 entrants were allowed. Zunino was 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he didn't this qualify. Poor guy. Tiff Nadell was 26th, but he was driving an ensign, not a Brabham. So okay, well, <laughs> like, I mean, he still didn't qualify. So, uh, this was the last, these were the last points that Emerson Fittipaldi scored in Formula One. Oh. There was a massive crash at the start. Derek Daly took out Bruno Giacomelli, who 
who in turn took out G- uh, Jean-Pierre Gerrier and Alan Prost. Okay, the I sad thing say, about I that, heard a lot of those names in the crash we talked about. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> not that long ago. The midfield is very dangerous for you in street circuits. Okay. Uh, Alan Prost was actually driving for McLaren, okay. and this was kind of sad because he started 10th, so he was right in the middle, and uh, Watson didn't qualify, and Watson had almost a decade of experience at this point, right? So I'm going to show you a picture of the crash at the start because it was pretty gruesome. This was right as it was, like, taken. Oh, my God. So you can see here, what ended up happening was, uh, this is PK, right? And what happened is that this car, the, uh, I think, Tolman, gets launched over. Oh, my God. And it, like, parks, like, right next to this guy's head, but it doesn't actually, like, hit him. Oh, that's so stressful. Pretty great. Um... PK actually took the championship lead this race. Okay. Uh, he led with 22 points. He was ahead of Rene Arnoux uh, by one point, and he was three points ahead of Alan Jones. Okay. Race seven, we're in France. Paul Ricard. This is the racetrack that uh, Brabham team owner Bernie Ecclestone would go on to later purchase. Okay. And it's a very fun track. It's super fast. Um there are a lot of like really fun corners. Setting up is really interesting because there's a lot of long straights, mm. but then you also need a lot of downforce. So okay. it's cool. Fisa Foca were pretty much fucking up Formula One <laughs> because in between Monaco and France was supposed to be the Spanish GP. It was well, supposed to be. We didn't go to. Spain. No, we didn't go to Spain. Okay. So what happened was they raced at Spain. Alan Jones won at Spain, but they later retroactively removed the race no. from the championship. Because of the whole FICA FISA FOCA thing. So, like I said, Spain was supposed to be race uh, seven. Right. It was, but then it got removed officially. Oh, Jones. (laughs) Jesus. Um, PK was eighth in uh, Paul Ricard, and he finished fourth, and Zunino was 22nd. Oh, God, the Zunino guy. He retired on the first lap. (laughs) Alan Jones, again, won this race. So he won Spain, and he won Paul Ricard, right? He took the championship lead with 29 points. Okay. He was ahead of Nelson Piquet, who had 25 points. Oh. So four points separated the two guys. It well, was like, literally Jones like... Jones won again. Yeah. Like, it wasn't but like he lost. This was also the last race entry for Shadow, oh. which kind of sad. They had some very, very pretty cars. Okay. I just like the name, Shadow. Well, it's it's well, very cool. Yeah, but I mean... This yeah. takes us to Brands Hatch um, for the British Grand Prix. Of course, that's in Britain. It's in Britain. It's of super. Course. It's super fun. If... It's, it's fun. Okay. Zunino was fucking kicked out of Brabham, Why? and he was replaced by none other, our lord and savior, oh Hector god. Rabake. Oh my god. Uh, Zunino would only start two more races in 1981. You know, see, it's funny. I say why about Zunino, but then I realize this whole time you've just been telling me how trash he was at driving. So. Yeah, so okay. Zunino would only start two more races this season, and oh. he would only start nine in 1981. Okay. Hector Rabake qualified 17th, but he finished 7th in the race. Okay, so he was pretty good. He was decent. I mean, he kind of did the same thing Zunino did, where he qualified really shittily, but he... He would then go up make in up the race? The, yeah. Okay. Nelson Piquet qualified 5th, but finished 2nd in the race. Okay. Jones again took the victory, and he took... Uh, it was the third of a season, pretty much. I'm excluding Spain, because right. it was removed officially. Right. So if you want to count it as 4, you can. Right. So he um, won 4 races. Yeah. Jones now had a 6-point lead... Over PK. <sighs> yeah. Um, the next race is Hockenheim. Oh, this is really sad. Why? So I've talked about Patrick Depaye before. Kind um, of. Yeah. He was testing 10 days before the race start on Sunday. And testing just Like, just Formula One car. Yeah, okay. like Formula One cars would test all the time. They, okay. There weren't, like, restrictions. They could test whenever they want. Okay. His suspension failed. And he hit the Armico barrier. What's the Armco barrier? Armco barrier is like, um, <clears throat> like you know when you're driving on the highway and you see like the, the the wooden poles with like the metal on them, basically like yes. the yes, like yes, if yes. you hit them, like they're supposed to like retain their rigidity. Yeah, they're supposed to like make it so you. There are those for Formula One them. cars, okay. pretty much. Um, what happened? He's his suspension failed and he hit the Armco barrier and his car flipped upside down. And this doesn't sound good. It no, his car skid while he was like like, upside down oh. for, like, 50 meters or something like that. And he died. What? Oh, did he die because he hit the barrier? Did he die because the he, car was skidding? Did he die because... He died. How? I think it was because the car went upside down. Because then the car ended up... What happened with the car because... head was... Oh. I don't think he was decapitated. Well, I don't mean decapitated, but... He was... He was pretty badly injured. Okay. 
God. Yeah. Um, and then it actually turned over again. So it like flipped upside down and then it turned over again and it was all bad. Okay. Nelson Piquet was sixth in qualifying. Jones was first. Okay. So Piquet finished fourth in the race. No. Hector Rabake was 15th. He was three seconds down, which is a lot of time. Remember yeah. I told you it's Hockenheim. It's super fast yeah. speed. That's, you're losing all of that time in like Jesus. the chicanes, right? Um, he retired on lap one. With gearbox problems. Oh my god. Do you remember Harold Harold Ertl? Ertl vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he didn't qualify for the race. Um, he was seven seconds behind first place, and it was the last GP entry of his career before he died in 1982. Oh wait, I do remember Ertl because he <clears> was... the airplane guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jones won. Surprise, surprise, and he extended his lead against against PK to seven points oh now. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this brings us to Austria at the Österreich Ring. Okay. Uh, high altitude circuit again, so surprise, surprise that the Renaults were... Yeah, they were doing well. The turbocharged engines did very well. Mm. <laughs> uh, Jean, uh, Jabouy won the last of his two races okay. at, uh, at Austria. Okay. This was the last win for Renault of the season. Well, there right, three because wins. their car really is only super effective against high the altitude. other cars at high altitude. Yeah, so that means that they won at Brazil, mm-hmm. super high altitude, Kyle Ami, and Austria. These were the, like, high altitude circuits. Right. This was Nigel Mansell's first Formula One start, uh, with Lotus. Okay. Um... PK qualified seventh, okay. but he finished fifth. Oh, but he's still getting points. Yeah, he's getting points, which is great. He's consistent. Okay. Uh, Hector Abake was fourteenth in qualifying, but he was tenth in the race. Okay, so I'm just seeing that they replaced. Yeah. Mazzoni, Mazzani, Zunino, Zunino. Yeah. I can't. A get very forgettable name. name. <laughs> <laughs> they replaced like, Zunino still with someone who's doing what Zunino is doing. Zunino's still alive. Oh. <laughs> so if I, like, I'm sorry, your name's forgettable, but, like, you had a really bad Formula One career. <clears throat> and Jones finished second in the race. This brings his championship lead ahead of PK to 11 but I points. I want PK to win. A race win was worth nine points. So Jones had to not finish a race, and PK had to win that race That's for there to be happen. any hope. Uh, this brings us to the Dutch GP at Zandvoort. Okay. Hector Rabake was in 13th. Okay, not doing great. He retired on lap one with a gearbox problem. Great. Nelson Piquet won the race from fifth. He did. Alan Jones didn't finish. <gasps> yeah, so the lead was now down to two points. Okay. This okay. leads us to Imola in Italy. Okay, thank you. Uh, Imola is also called uh, like the circuit Dino Ferrari. I think it's named after Enzo Ferrari's son. Okay. Um, this was the actu- actually the first race at Imola. It was Monza was being refurbished at the time, mm-hmm. so they took an off oh. an off year. This was the first Italian Grand Prix since 1948 that it wasn't held at Monza. Oh. This was actually uh, the second GP to not be held at Monza. To be like the Italian GP was mm-hmm. this year in 2020 at Tuscany. Why? It was at Mugello because of the whole like coronavirus thing. They had to switch oh. up the so <laughs> a lot of in order to. Like host a Formula One race, you need a Grade One license by the FIA. Mm-hmm. Mugello had it. Okay. Ferrari tests there all the time. Okay. Um, surprisingly, Ferrari didn't do well this year. There, <laughs> um, PK was in fifth, as I uh, said, uh, and he won the race. So yeah. he he wins. No, Hector Rabake was ninth. He okay, had a suspension failure. Alan Jones finished second. No. <laughs> His lead was now one point over. Oh my. God. So PK had a one point lead over over Jones. Oh wait, wait, wait. There are three races left in the oh, championship. No. Uh, congratulations to Williams. They actually won their first <laughs> constructors title ever, which is okay. huge because they were called Garagistas. Also, uh, the Williams car that they were it was absolutely beautiful. Okay. It was super pretty. I'll send you a picture of it later. Okay. Uh, the next race was at Canada. This was actually at Il Notre Dame. Um, Which is where? In Canada. Montreal. It was the same yeah. race as last Imagine year. Imagine that. Your hometown. Literally not from Canada. Or. PK. Look at me. Especially not from Montreal. Okay. Look at me. Not a French Canadian. <laughs> so, Nelson Piquet and Alan Jones qualified first and second, respectively. Okay. And Carlos Reutemann and Hector Abake were fifth and tenth. 
Reutemann was Jones's teammate. Rivake was 10th. Okay, I felt so I was like going to say, who is Reutemann? Reutemann is Carlos Reutemann's Argentinian. He's a very beautiful man. Uh, so you keep saying They're that They're all beautiful. Oh, That's the thing. They had great agree. hair and they had great facial structure and I was very <laughs> jelly. <clears throat> Alan Jones and PK both actually crashed on the first lap of the race. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So basically what happened was they were both trying to... Jones was ahead of PK into the first corner, right? And PK was trying to overtake him. And something called closing the door where a driver goes is behind you and they go to one side or the other, yep. basically, to get the inside or yep. the outside. And Jones closed the door, and what happened was he, oh. I think, He probably, clipped. like, nicked either, the front This of... is super common where you'll close the door on a driver and they'll either clip you because they judge braking wrong mm-hmm. or you judge the space in between and you, you wrong and them. you clip them. A so lot it, like what probably happened with Peterson. Yeah. Okay. But to also, like, okay. again, this race steward that... We're not talking about the, the race light guy. Right I'm going to get your name and I'm going to fucking shout you out because you're a piece of shit. You killed Peterson. Okay. That's not cool. He did not kill Peterson. He killed Peterson. Okay. Anywho. Okay. Both cars collided. Of course they did. <laughs> That's what a crash The means. race was restarted. Okay. Remember when I said that. Remember when I said that setting up a car for qualifying was tricky and if you used it for the race, you weren't going to do well? Yes. Guess what happened? That's what PK There was did. a third car. Okay. PK got into the third car. It was set up for qualifying. It had a qualifying engine that was meant to last, like, two laps. He gets in the car, and he retires. I hate this. <laughs> Jones clinched the title because PK couldn't make up the points. Yeah, because... So, Alan Jones won his first and only driver's title in Canada uh, with 64 points. Nelson PK came in second with 54 points. Like, I'm glad that he came in second because he's actually, like, doing something now. Yeah. I just want him to be better. This is the last race of uh, the season. That's Watkins Glen. Okay. Again, the second race in the United States. Uh, Bruno Giacomelli actually took pole position in okay. an Alfa Romeo. So he had his little moment. He ended up retiring with the electrical <laughs> His little moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nelson PK was second. Good he, for him. He spun off in the race. Less good for him. Yeah. Okay. Alan Jones won. He was in fifth place when he qualified, so whatever. Okay. Hector Rabake was eighth in qualifying. He had a fucking engine failure. Okay, we gotta talk about Rabake. We're, yeah. Because he's not, he's not He was a number two driver, so let's not forget that PK was getting the best engines, the best brakes. He was getting all the attention from the mechanics. Okay, except I feel like even PK was doing better than Rabake. Uh, Nelson PK was notorious for having number one status written into his contract, so any driver that swapped over or signed into the team had to knowing they were no, they knowingly signed that they were not going to get the best of everything okay wow. so imagine that okay imagine you're being paid all this money to like win well, then and then maybe, they're like they're actively trying to like not have you win well, because they're focusing on their engine we just shouldn't have given zanino such a hard time then zanino was a shitty driver baby okay. he retired from like okay. nine of the 11 races well but i thought that you said that retiring was super common. I yeah. shouldn't judge PK for it. Yeah, because PK won and won three championships. Okay. Hector Rabake okay. and Zunino never let's won just, a race. Let's keep going. Okay. So this is the championship at 1980. Okay. Uh, Jones obviously with 50 or with 67 points, he won five races, retired twice. Um, Nelson in second with 54 points, three wins, four retirements, okay. nothing crazy. Carlos Reutemann is in third place with 42 points, one win. And that's G- Jones's... Jez- Alan Jones's teammate yes. in the Williams. Okay. Uh, actually, the first... You can see just how consistent they were. He won race win for Carlos Reutemann, 42 points. Alan Jones had 67 points, okay. uh, five wins. Yeah, and yeah. That, I mean, that pretty much clinched the, the driver's title and the constructor's title. Jacques Lafitte uh, was third... Or excuse me, fourth with thirty-four points, one win. Okay. DDA Peroni was fifth with thirty-two points, one race win. Next up is Arnu. He had twenty-nine points, two wins. Okay. Uh, less consistent. He retired a lot too. Um, Elio DeAngelis was next up, and the last race winner was Jabouy with one race win. He oh, had nine points. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're going to leave off actually, because nineteen eighty-one is Nelson Piquet's year. Okay. So he, he See, that's came what back. You said about this was Nelson PK's so. year too, okay, but this was, was... it because he didn't win. You look so mad at me. <laughs> Not mad. Uh, <laughs> that was convincing. Yeah, I love it. So next up, uh, the next episode that we're gonna do is 1981, okay. 1982, and 1983. 
Oh, we're, we're covering gonna, three years. We're gonna uh, we we might we can cover his first two championships if you want, or we definitely can do definitely eighty one, eighty two. Okay, yeah, okay. I think we should, and then like maybe eighty three. Yeah, Depending. yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah. I think nineteen nineteen eighty one. I because I nineteen eighty seven is gonna be its own episode. Oh god, nineteen eighty seven is like the year that he was partners with Nigel Mansell at Williams. Okay. And they had a very tumultuous relationship because they both hated each other. <laughs> oh, this was, it was really funny. Nigel Mansell refused to be a number one driver. And, why? Or number two driver, excuse oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was sorry. Say, like, why would you refuse to be the top I'm, dog? I don't know. Okay. I, I didn't have okay. coffee, even though it's right here. It's literally, I made you coffee. You and, didn't have to do that. Um, so yeah, this was like, PK would like shit talk Mansell, talk shit about his wife, and like play all these mind games and stuff, and... Um, Nigel Mansell wasn't having it. Okay, this was, sounds amazing. Yeah, Nelson Piquet was like 30, I want to say 30... So he was just old and bitter. He was in his 30s. I want to say he was about 35 or 36. So yeah, he was old and he was getting to the point in his career where he was starting to slow down. Um, your senses just aren't there. Yeah, I'm 20 and my senses aren't there. So yeah, I but I mean, these guys are going super fast, right? So as a racing driver, you have basically like a 10-year grace period where you're at your fastest. And then after that, it's it. Juan Manuel Fangio, who we'll end up covering, is a racing driver who's probably the exception. He was one of the, he was the oldest world champion. I think he was like forty six or something like okay. that, or like fifty. Oh god! <laughs> but but uh, he didn't. Yeah, Fangio didn't get into motor racing until he was like into like F one. I think until he was like thirty four or thirty five. Like he was old, and wow. he ended up winning five championships in the fifties. He dominated the fifties. It was cool. Um, but yeah, next up. Next episode is going to be 1981, his first championship, and 1982, his title defense. When he actually, you know... 1982 wins. is actually probably going to be more exciting than 1981. I hope so. Because 1982, uh, without spoiling too much, had like seven or eight different race winners, and the guy who clinched that year's championship only had one race win. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just because every, it was super tight. Like, it was a very unpredictable season. Hmm. Um, and it was actually one of the guys I showed you okay, earlier. Okay, well... He, went, he goes on to win the championship. Well, super interesting. Okay, Anywho, until we start talking about that. Until we start actually, talking about that, yeah. Jesus. So, that's it for today, guys. Yeah. Um, Bye. Oh my god, please never do that again. <laughs>